travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. The world is a big place, but air travel, open borders, and easy visa requirements have made it easier for travelers to explore, in effect making the world a much smaller place. Back in December 2014, we shared some of the places in Asia we'd like to visit on Dream Travel Destinations 1, and then in June 2016, we followed it up with Dream Travel Destinations 2. So just like you, we're still dreaming of travel and the next spots we want to visit. So you guessed it, on this episode, we're going to share some spots that we're hoping to make it to soon. I'm Trevor Ranges here in Phnom Penh, Cambodia, and joining me once again is... Hey buddy, Scott Coates here in Bangkok, Thailand, as usual. And uh, yeah, you suggested number three seemed a little early, but it's been a couple of years since the last one and looked through the show notes and uh, thought about where we want to go. And there's still lots of neat spots to explore. So here we are. And we thought the fun way to start the episode would probably be to kind of reflect and go back on episodes one and two to see where we talked about, huh? Yeah, you know, it's quite interesting because it was two years between Dream Travel Destinations 1 and 2. And between those two episodes, we actually had hit a few of our places. But now going back and looking at them all again, four years after Dream Travel Destinations 2, we've actually been able to make it to quite a few of them. So uh, why don't you start us off on with the first few on the list? Yeah, one on the list is uh, Sipandon and Watpool in Laos. So Sipandon is 4,000 islands. And we did an episode about that. And you got there when, Trevor? Uh, it was in between episodes one and two. Sometime in like 2015 or early 2016, I, I went to Wapu, which was on my bucket list. Uh, it's a pre-Angkorian uh, and then renovated in the Angkor era Khmer Temple in southern Laos on the Mekong River. Spectacular. Right. And I made it there in June 2018 and loved it. And in fact, we talked a fair bit about it on episode 85, which was called 4,000 Islands in Wat Poo. So nice one. We made it there. And then another one we talked about on our show was, I'm going to say this wrong, Virashe National Park in Ratanakiri province of Cambodia. Um, it's right up in the far northeast, right? It borders, what, Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. Is that right? Uh, well, it's in Cambodia, so it borders Laos and Vietnam, and uh, it's way, way up there, and I still haven't made it up there. Actually, I've been up to Ratnakiri province, which is still quite remote. Uh, I've been up there twice in the past two years, and uh, I just love it up there, but I still haven't making it across the river up into the national park yet uh, so unfortunately not i've not been at all to the northeast yet mondakiri ratanakiri high on my list the only downer i've heard is that there's been a lot of logging up uh, around that national park so uh yeah but the next dream travel destination we talked about it for a bloody long time but we made it priya khan kampong savai in kind of central cambodia right 
Yeah, that temple was also on my bucket list. Uh, Prakan is in central Cambodia. I've been trying to get out there for over a decade. You and I had been talking about doing it for years. And then we finally did it uh, on an off-road motorcycle adventure mm-hmm. uh, with our friend Harold. And, uh, and I think we're going to be doing an episode just about that pretty soon, yeah? Yeah, we are going to do one because the, the getting there uh, was a little tricky. Everything about the experience was really cool. So um, you have one on your list here in a country I don't think we've ever been to. Um, I've been to Manila, but I picked uh, Siargao and Palawan uh, just because the Philippines has some amazing surf and epic scuba diving. And, uh, you know, I had some friends go to Siargao to surf Cloud Break, I think is the famous surf spot there. And they said it was crowded and there's no craft beer there. So I think that one might have to wait a little longer. Okay. Uh, then another one on the list was Lombok, Indonesia, which I have made it to, but it's one of the really unique trips in that I literally stayed at the resort. I was one of those guys. It was with my parents and we didn't go anywhere. And I think we talked about uh, climbing up the volcano Rinjani and I've not been there yet. How about you? This one's a bummer. I'm supposed to be going to Lombok in two days. Two days from today, I'm supposed to be on a plane. We're recording this uh, back in April and uh, yeah, it's the Khmer New Year and I'm supposed to be going to Lombok and uh, do a little surf dive trip over there. And I think that one's going to have to wait till September. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll probably be listening to this in June or July. Uh, it'll be closer to the date where I finally get to knock uh, Lombok off my bucket list. All right. And then we had Putao in Minma. It's in the far, far north along the Himalayas on my bucket list, but haven't been up there. It takes a few weeks and some serious cash. Yeah, you know, we, uh, we've been talking about doing a, a train travel uh, episode, and, and there's some crazy train travel experiences you can do up there in northern Myanmar, which look pretty awesome. But I still haven't been back to the country since 2001. So going anywhere in Myanmar, again, would be, would be something on my list of things to do. Mm-hmm. And then you had one, uh, the Surin Islands in Thailand. Uh, have you gotten there yet? Yeah, you know, like I've been to most of off-the-beaten-path islands in Thailand, um, but I still haven't been to Surin. Uh, we, we had Bodhi Garrett on from Andaman Discoveries uh, on episode 26 to talk about responsible tourism. And he ran a thing called the Mokin Experience where you do kind of like a homestay with the, this indigenous uh, hunter-gatherer seafaring tribe. Uh, so that's something I definitely still want to do. How about yourself? You, 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 you're planning. You went to Kopayam, which is nearby there. I got close. Yeah. Uh, what it was April 2019, spent a week on Kopayam, which was really, really good. And we were about to go there again just right now. But COVID-19 shut that down. And we only chose that because we were supposed to motorbike the far north of Vietnam, which was closed down before the Kopayam was closed down. So getting closer. Hmm. Uh, we also talked okay. about Yunnan, China, after we talked with Jeff Fox about uh, the ancient T-Horse Trail. Have you been there yet? Well, I, I went in 2010, so I, and I, it was awesome. And actually, the interesting thing about Yunnan is just that there's a lot of attractions. There's a lot of really cool things to see and do around there. So although I have been, I, I would be interested in, in going back again. And so that was Dream Travel Destinations 1. Let's quickly yeah, review. Yeah, that was episode one. We, yeah. got, we got a lot of those down. Yeah. yeah. And, and two, uh, there's Ladakh, India 
I had and you had Chennai, yeah, India. Yeah, and I did Chennai, India. And, and, you know, I still haven't been to, to India yet. We recently had Tom Vatter on to talk about Calcutta. And he had mentioned how easy it was and cheap it is to fly Thai Air Asia from Bangkok to India. So I think uh, an India trip is probably likely for me to, to, to happen pretty soon. And then we had Hokkaido, Japan, and Kyoto for you. I have not made it to Hokkaido but I did go mountain biking in June 2019 at a ski resort in Nagano, which is not even close to Hokkaido. But I did get back uh, to Japan since we recorded that. Yeah, I think since we recorded this in 2016, Hokkaido like exploded in popularity as one of the, the great places in Asia to go and ski and snowboard. So, uh, you know, I've been talking to some people and I think that pretty soon we're going to have an episode about skiing and snowboarding in Japan and, and Hokkaido in particular. So, uh, you know, actually, I think on one of these trips back to Hawaii, I'm going to route myself through Japan and, and, and hit that up. Yeah. And then uh, we mentioned Dali, China been there i haven't been to dolly but again that that's in yunnan i believe so uh you know that's one of the areas that i didn't make it to that i would like to uh, and and i guess you still haven't made it up there yet huh no iran well we did have an episode about iran that was on your list uh, i believe mm-hmm. as a canadian it's much easier for you to travel there uh, we had john and kathleen to talk about uh traveling and skiing in, in Iran, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think as an American, I'm going to be getting there anytime soon. Yeah, I did come close. My father and I did a big trip through Georgia, Armenia and Azerbaijan in uh, fall 2019. And we were considering Iran during that time, but we didn't end up going. But it's very, very high yeah. on my list. Yeah. For me, I had put down Petra in mm. Jordan, um, yeah. which along with Egypt, uh, which technically isn't in Asia. Jordan is in Asia, technically, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, Jordan is. Jordan, I think, is high on my list now for the post-COVID world. Like after after this whole uh, crazy drama, the travel lockdown ends, I feel like uh, going to places like Angkor Wat right now during the crisis, there's no people there. Like this is the best time to be at Angkor. But I feel like places like Petra or, or the Pyramids of Giza, like places that are incredibly popular seem like places you want to put on the top of your you must go as soon as possible list mm. um, before they start to get crowded again. Because I feel like going to Petra, when, when there's no other people there would be pretty amazing. It would be. So that was Dream Travel Destinations 1 and 2 uh, rehashed. Make sure you go to our show notes and we'll have links to those shows. So go back and listen to them. And just before we get into our new Dream Travel Destinations, remember that Trevor and I do this out of the goodness of our heart and for the love of the game of travel. But we need financial support. So you can help us from $1 a month upwards. Do so by going to patreon.com, search Talk Travel. Asia, and uh, you can sponsor at a variety of levels. So Trevor, shall we get into this? What is your first pick for this episode? Okay, so for my new dream travel destinations, what I did for this one is I just opened up a Google map. And Mm -hmm. again, if you go to talktravelasia.com and check out our show notes, we'll have a Google map with the locations of all the places we have wanted to go, including our new ones. And, uh, you know, we had Tom Vatter on recently to talk about uh, Calcutta and India. And he went off on a little uh, tangent to talk about the Andaman Islands. Right. And, uh, you know, the Andaman Islands are like if, if you're in southern Thailand where the the Similan Islands are, which we were just talking about, like if you continue due west of the Similan Islands, you will reach the Andaman Islands, which are basically in the middle of the Indian Ocean, uh, halfway between Thailand and India. 
So, uh, you know, some people have called them like the poor man's Maldives uh, in that they're just as spectacularly beautiful, but they don't necessarily have all of these overwater luxury resorts. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like one of these places that like, you know, not a lot of people know about. I don't even know that much about it except uh, for the location of where it is in that, uh, you know, on, on the Nicobar Islands, I think, which are neighboring them. They have hunter gatherer tribes still that uh, I don't know if you remembered after the tsunami. Uh, they sent like a helicopter there to check on the hunter gatherers and they were throwing spears at the helicopter because uh, there's still tribes that live out there that haven't had contact with the outside world ever, you know? So I, so I got a pretty good feeling that they have some pretty untouched beaches on these islands as well. Yeah, I think so. And are these not the islands where just like a year or two ago, um, a Christian missionary from the U.S. went and was killed because he went to try yeah, and convert them? Yeah, he went on to one of those them. islands. Yeah. 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 yeah, but that's not on the Andaman. It's it the isn't. Andaman and Nicobar Islands. Okay. And it's a collection of islands. So I think uh, you just stay away from the hunter-gatherer islands, <laughs> and and I think you can find some some yeah. pretty spectacular stuff. So you know. I, that's something that I, if I can get to, Tom was talking about how you could take a boat from Calcutta, but it was like a, quite a mission to get there. It's so, like a thousand uh, kilometers. You know, it, it's far. Yeah, but, you know, Air Asia for a little while was having flights out there. There was charter flights out there. You know, the fact that it's difficult to get to is going to make it like that much more amazing, I think. Yeah, I know really little, little about it. And it's much closer to Myanmar or Thailand. Probably still be like four or five hundred kilometers. It's quite a ways out there. But yeah, I mean, it's got to be incredible, right? It's north of Banda Aceh, and uh, yeah, that's a good pick, man. I, I don't, I got to learn more about it. You realize how ignorant you are, even though you think you know a lot about travel. So good one, man. Well, that's why we were saying we should have Tom on as an episode just to talk about that, because I, I think that's a unique destination. I'm going to go back to Japan for my next one. I've met a couple people or heard of a couple people in the last couple of years going to Okinawa. And like you, Trevor, I love Hawaii. And it seems like Okinawa would be the Hawaii of Japan, right? It's pretty tropical. It's in the south. I only learned last year that uh, an airline called Peach Aviation has direct flights from Bangkok to Okinawa for about 400 US return. And I don't know a lot about it. It's not very big. I've heard that you have to rent a car, everyone says, to get around. But being Japan... There's got to be great food. I've looked at pictures. Looks super tropical, crystal clear waters. Places like Kerama, Kerama National Park look spectacular for snorkeling and swimming. And I mean, yeah, I just really like Japan and I'd be up for the surprise. And, you know, I think it'd be a place that I'd make an effort not to read up too much on before I go because I always like to plan trips. But I think if mm. I went there, I would just kind of get on the plane and go and then, you know, be that guy that grabs a tourist map in the airport and just sort of see what unfolds. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely looks interesting. Okinawa, I believe, is is very different from other parts of Japan, even down to the people and their culture and the food that they eat. Um, so, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it as well. So uh, maybe we should do that together. I don't know that we've ever been on a holiday together. Maybe uh, maybe that should be our, uh, our first joint holiday. Yeah, that could be a bromance holiday and and certainly we haven't done a <laughs> fulfilled a dream travel. Ah, we did Kampong Savai uh, 
the the motorbike oh trip yeah the Fracon we did together yeah, yeah 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 i guess that was that was kind of a more of a road trip than an actual holiday but you know i'm going to follow in your footsteps on my next one okay. i know that uh you've been there um, but i've always really wanted to go to sri lanka yeah uh, good one and then that, that's another one it's a huge island so there must be tons of things to see and do mm-hmm. uh, my friend ruben was recently telling me about this amazing hike you've told me about some great beaches where you can surf uh, i don't know that it's great surf but it sure is surf uh, all the sri lankan people that i've met before are amazing um, I imagine the food is really good. Uh, it, it's got this fascinating Buddhist history. It has a very multi-ethnic and multicultural society. Um, and again, Air Asia flies there, right? So like, there, there's almost no there's almost no reason not to. So I think uh, of all of the dream travel destinations on today's list, this one is probably the most likely one that I will be getting to. Yeah, this that is a solid pick, man. My wife and I went to I don't know five six years ago for I don't know about twelve days and we really only did kind of Colombo down to the south and it was all the things you just said I mean the scenery was fascinating great outdoors Uh, we tried surfing but I also realized it's like a big little place we spent all that time but we barely covered any of it so yeah really really good pick and and Sri Lanka is solid and we should really do a Sri Lanka episode I think soon Okay, so my next one is inspired by a recent episode with Tom Vader, and it's Kolkata and Darjeeling. And I got to admit that India is not really super high on my list of places to go, but Tom piqued my interest, you know, in the fact that he mentioned that there's short flights there, um, that there's some of the, uh, the greatest collection of colonial buildings in India and maybe in Asia is there. And also that he said, you know, there is a train that you can catch up uh, to Darjeeling from there. It seems like the kind of place like maybe like a week trip, like sort of seven, eight days few days in the city, jump a train, few days in the mountains and back. That could be a really good escape. And I love trips where you really fly like three to four hours and you're in a different world. And I always think of that with Nepal. I've been to Nepal a lot and I was always amazed going from Bangkok is when you fly back, it's just three and a half hours, but it's so different, right? And this strikes me as kind of the same experience. Yeah, when Todd was talking about it, I, I, I looked it up real quick, and it was like a $200 return ticket from Bangkok to Calcutta. And then I looked on the map to see, like, Darjeeling is, like, way up north, like, in the Himalayas. And, and uh, you know, we talked to to that guy from the Seton, the, the, the train guy, talking about the trains Man up in, in Darjeeling. and yeah, so uh, yeah, that sounds like a pretty cool trip too. For me, for another one, uh, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be going to Indonesia on Friday. You're not. Um, I've I've lived in Bali a couple of times. I, I've been to like Sumatra and Java, but you know, Indonesia is a massive country. There's so many islands. So like, I think I'd still like to go somewhere else in Indo that I've never been before. Sulawesi, perhaps. Sulawesi looks amazing. That's a massive island. If you look at Sulawesi, on um, um, like most people listening might not even know where Sulawesi is, but it's an enormous island, you know? Uh, a friend of mine went there a year or so ago, and his, his photos looked amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the culture there is fascinating, the mountains, the, the ocean. Uh, one of the most beautiful women I ever met was from Sulawesi. Um, my favorite coffee beans. Uh, have you ever had Toraja coffee beans? I may have, but not knowingly. Oh, amazing. And, and that's from Sulawesi, too. Okay. And the scuba diving there looks like it must be spectacular. However, it doesn't look like it has much surf because it's in the north and it's blocked by all the southern islands. So I think I'd also want to go on that trip to somewhere that faces south, like Sumba, uh, maybe one of those islands out towards Komodo, maybe do like a surf uh, liveaboard dive trip or something like that, because, uh, you know, Indo is great to explore by boat, I think. 
Right. Yeah, I'm uh, high on that list, too. And you mentioned Ruben earlier. And uh, yeah, he went there, I think, in 2019 or 2018 and had some really good photos. And yeah, there's people that literally have shrunken skulls in their homes there. And it just seemed like otherworldly. And if you even look at the shape of it, it's a really, really weird shape. Like it's not a big place, but because of the shape of it, journeys are really far by land. So yeah, that's kind of high on my list, too. My interest has peaked. Yeah, maybe a little trickier to get to, but it looks like it would probably be worth it. So my next one is Uzbekistan and Turkmenistan and even some of the surrounding countries. But uh, I mentioned earlier that my father and I did a big trip in 2019. Uh, We were considering lots of places, just different places we hadn't been to. And we almost went to these two countries. And in the end, we probably didn't because the distances were really great. And I hate to say it because uh, there's really not much alcohol and we like some drinks when we're on holiday as father and son. But, you know, experiencing places like Tashkent, Samarkand, Bukhara, Ashgabat, Merv, like they seem otherworldly, right? Like old Silk Road. And recently I, I read a book called The Great Game, too, about how the British and the Russians in the 1800s were really jockeying for control of those two areas. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm really fascinated. And uh, train, I think, is the way to do it. So may, mm. probably won't happen in the next year or two. But in the next few years, I'm definitely going to do at least two of those countries and, and do them mostly by train. I think it'd be a really historically fascinating part of the world. I don't really have too much of a mental picture. And, and just, yeah, completely different to anywhere I would, I've ever been. Yeah, see, for me, I think, like, I, I wouldn't even have thought of going to these places. But then when you try to envision it, it's got to be something unlike you'd ever experienced before. And it's got to be someplace that, like, doesn't have a lot of tourists. So you're most likely to be welcomed. People would be, like, just so so surprised that you came to visit their, their town or, or their destination and want to show off their attractions and stuff. And, uh, and I'm sure it's beautiful. For me, I was thinking uh, something similarly in that area, but a little bit farther west, was Turkey. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's the most Western Asian country, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some friends who live there. So, uh, and, you know, again, they probably live in the European side. But, uh, you know, I've always been fascinated by Turkey uh, since I studied Greece when I was much younger because, uh, you know, Troy was in Turkey. Okay. A, free, a friend of mine went hot air ballooning there recently and went into some hot springs that were in the snow. Um, it just seems like such a very exotic place and, and different from almost everything that we're used to here in, in Southeast Asia, for sure. So uh, I think Turkey would be a cool place to get to, uh, you know, if I can cash in some, uh, hey, I'm going to come crash on your couch for a while uh, emails. <laughs> yeah, join couch surfing. Uh, Turkey's been super high on my list for a real long time. And pretty neat to go to a place that's literally on you know the midway point between uh, Europe and Asia and such a storied history and one of my dream trips overall is to go from Bangkok to Istanbul overland uh, at some point so yeah I hear you on that one that's a great pick well for my next one I'm going to go to a country we've done a number of episodes on and I'm going to butcher the name I'm sure but Maroc Ooh. It's an archaeologically important town in the northern Rakhine state, which sort of borders uh, Burma or borders Bangladesh. It's also the capital of Maraku Township. But from 1430 until 1785, it was the capital of a kingdom of its own under the same name, right? And so there's all 
kinds of Buddhist monuments and, and uh, destroyed ones. They're not terribly restored from what I understand, like other places like Bagan or sites maybe in Cambodia or Thailand. And from what I understand, you have to fly into a place called Sitwe and then take a government boat service about six hours hmm. up river. So it seems kind of far flung. Like uh, I've seen some photos, they look neat. And then when I read the boat thing, that actually kind of intrigued me because I was like, oh, it's, it's kind of neat to just get on like a government boat and go up river for six hours. So I don't really know a ton about it, but it sure is in a, in a remote corner and, and intrigues me. Yeah, you're picking some off the beaten path ones. And actually, that's cool. I mean, I, I do definitely have an appeal for some of these off the beaten path places just because like that's the way I used to travel when I was younger and I, I kind of had the the leisure of just picking up and going somewhere without knowing anything about it and and we are kind of lucky that there are still areas of Asia that offer you that type of opportunity um, and and you know with some of the the history and some like ruins and these ancient kingdoms and and generally unspoiled nature uh, I, I think a destination like that would be pretty cool to go and check out yeah one of these days i just have to quit my job become independently wealthy and i'm going to tick <laughs> yeah. them all off so how about you what's your next one well you know when we were kicking around ideas for new episodes to do this year uh, i was trying to think about places that we'd never been before that that could be interesting topics and i was like you know how come we've never done an episode on taiwan and then i was starting to think about like why like what would we talk about with an episode for Taiwan. I'm like, why, why would people, like, I don't even know why people would go to Taiwan. I, I mean, great for I just know so, I know so little about it. I mean, I've been to the airport at least a dozen times. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and recently the airport has had some really great displays featuring all of the different provinces of Taiwan and showing off their different national parks and their coastlines and everything. Um, and it looks like a really beautiful country, you know? Uh, I have friends who live there as well. All the Taiwanese people I know are incredibly nice and friendly. Mm -hmm. um, everyone speaks English quite well, it seems. Uh, I've never heard anything about it being unsafe to travel. So it seems like uh, Taiwan would be like a really great place to travel, something really easy to go and do. And just like, and, and it's on my way because usually the, the cheap flights I get to Hawaii are through Taipei nowadays. So, you know, I think uh, this is another one that's that's quite luck likely for me to, to knock out in the next year because next time I fly back to Hawaii through Taiwan, I'm probably just going to stay for a few days or a week and, and explore a little bit. Yeah, I've always wanted to cycle there. I don't know much about it either, but I've heard it's a great place to cycle. And uh, yeah, they probably got nice roads and uh, good scenery, right? Yeah, I hate to say it. It kind of seems like a slightly more civilized China, although Chinese would argue it's part of China. Uh, but yeah, I think it sounds like a great place. So for my last pick, I'm going to go to a country that you mentioned, and that's Indonesia. And I'd really like to go to Flores. And it's mostly just because of pictures I've seen. You know, you see pictures of these small mountains coming straight up from the sea and the mountains are grass covered and the, the water is super crystal clear. The colors are incredible. Um, apparently there's great liveaboard diving, which isn't really something I'm going for, but I'll, I'll do it because I'm there. Uh, Komodo National Park is easy to visit. Again, strange, but I'm not super peaked on seeing the Komodo dragons, but yeah, those those two things combined just kind of also with where it is and how pristine it all looks, the stuff I've seen around there. And 
um, yeah, Indonesia just is so big, right? And so many islands. And so, yeah, Flores, I think, would be a fascinating place to get to and, and, and do a bit of hiking on some of those little islands. Again, get under the water, see the Komodo dragons. And uh, But I think from Bangkok, you got to do at least two flights. I think you have to fly to Bali and then you have to fly from Bali over. So it's not super easy. Have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I was saying that that part of uh, let's eastern Indonesia, I guess you'd say it is, um, would be great to explore by boat. You know, I mean, if you had the luxury and the funding to, to spend uh, a few weeks to a month uh, diving and surfing around uh, eastern Indonesia, I think that would probably be uh, the trip of a lifetime. So so I don't know if I'm going to make it down to Sulawesi or Flores or Sumba uh, anytime soon. Hopefully I'm getting my Lombok trip in uh, this year for sure. But, uh, you know, if you want to do a, an Indo trip uh, to Flores or someplace like that, uh, let me know. I'd, I'd be tempted okay well we've uh, covered some neat spots and what was fun about this exercise when you brought up doing a part three of this is at first i thought ah, oh, like where else could there be but like you said you know you open a google map and you look around and then you even think of recent conversations and tom vatter like i wouldn't have thought of calcutta or the train to darjeeling but yeah every time you talk to someone new about travel you can get inspired right and that's kind of what these episodes do for us talking to our our guests we have and talking to each other and you realize that the world really is such a big place even though you can be anywhere in 24 hours on a plane I think as you kind of zoom in on a place then there's even more places to go to and sometimes getting to the places within those zoomed in places takes longer and gets harder but then those are the fun fun places to go to yeah and you know it's good to like have a dream or a plan or keep these things on your radar because uh you know between episodes number one and number two we only got to maybe one or two of them but between episodes two and episodes three i think we got to about half uh not not all of us but between the two of us we got to about half of those destinations that we had mentioned <laughs> so i think you know uh, especially now where uh, maybe people aren't traveling so much like this is the best time that you want to dream about traveling and start planning your next travel travel destination, maybe doing a little bit of research on it, you know, go to our website, talktravelasia.com, check out the show notes, look at some of our Google Maps. Uh, we spend a bit of time to, to provide good information for people so it can help them plan their trips. So on that note, uh, you know, there'll also be a link to donate on our show notes. So if you'd like to, to give us a little bit of money, you can do so for as little as a dollar an episode. We like to think that uh, this episode is worth a dollar. Um, for, for the information and entertainment alone. Uh, if you could donate just even a little bit, uh, we'd really appreciate it because, you know, we pay for the cost of the hosting and the editing and, and all of that with our own funds. And, uh, and that takes money out of our pockets where that we could be traveling with. So we have a lot of fun talking about places we'd like to go, and we hope uh, you have fun listening to it and get inspired. Traveling is about sharing stories with one another. So hope you enjoyed these. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with some new travel inspiration. Until then, happy trails. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom and Amber?